the Mindset Athlete Podcast, and I'm your host, James Roberts. I'm a two-time Paralympian and owner of James Robert Fitness, which is an online training, nutrition, and mindset coaching business. First of all, I'd like to thank Lauren Williams for suggesting this quote to the show. An athlete is a mindset. It's how you prepare, think, and execute. Not because of some elite status or physical stature. Anybody can be an athlete. By Chris Hoth. And each week on The Mindset Athlete, we like to bring you inspirational athletes, a message, or experts talking about human optimization to teach you how to change your perception of your mindset and become 1% better. And on today's show, I've got Nathan Jones, aka Mr. Bag and Tag. Nathan is a professional MMA fighter, hardworking athlete, and a dedicated martial artist. He's a black belt in kickboxing and a brown belt in Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu. So welcome on to the show, Nathan. Thank you very much for having me. So if we go right back to the beginning of of why you got into MMA, your your story is a little bit more unique. Can you talk us about you know the the wet the yes man philosophy to start with? Yeah, so you know I was at a low point in my life. I was twenty twenty three. You know, um, broke up um, with my baby mother. Uh, you know. Um, didn't have a a good job at the time you know just like everything wasn't wasn't going right you know health problems and all sorts and I just wasn't I just that was like my 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 whole outlook on life every every different aspect of my life was just shrug the shoulders and whatnot Um, and I came across the yes man which is a film it's also a book as well um, and I just found it hilarious. Uh, basically, Jim Carrey says yes to everything, and well, not everything, but most things. <laughs> as you can imagine, whether you know, if you say yes to everything, you know what I mean, uh, where the comic value comes into it. But uh, no, he just says, started saying yes, and he found happiness. And I was like, you know what? Let me give this a try. So I just started saying yes um, to things, and I basically, I had a friend that went for a free trial at a gym. You know, oh, do you want to go down to the gym? I was like, yeah, go on. Went to the gym. You know, I quite enjoyed the session, but I found it, like, like with the jiu-jitsu, quite compromising. Like, I'm hugging a, a stranger and his sweat's getting in my face. Like, what's going on? You know what I mean? And I was saying, oh, yeah, did you like it? Yeah, I was like, yeah, do you want to join? I was like, yeah. Fast forward time, and then it was just like, look, Nathan, do you want to fight? And I was just like, yeah, when? Let's go, you know? Um just started to enjoy it, enjoyed the company, because um, it's really martial arts, you know, you find a sense of uh, community, a sense of family, um, and I just felt the benefits of exercise, felt the benefits of the martial arts and the competition, and I was thriving in it, and, you know, found happiness, and 10 years later, I'm, I'm still here, still involved in, in martial arts to the point where I've said yes, said yes, said yes, and I've worked my way up the ladder, uh, started competing, turned professional, and then you know working through through the European ranks. You know, um, you know, I always like to go bigger and better, onwards and upwards, and and, and that's what I've done. You know, so uh, yeah, for me, the yes man philosophy works. Um, I also use visualization and manifestation, you know, to 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 welcome opportunities and stuff. So uh, yeah. I'm I'm on a journey and I'm enjoying where I'm at at the moment, you know. So, smiley face so far. Obviously, most people would need to do the opposite in in general populace, don't they? In terms of they're more inclined to be the yes man or the yes woman, and most of those individuals should say more more no's more often. Do you find it for you personally sometimes difficult of always saying yes? Yes. <laughs> ironically I do I, I do because uh, I always have to think about it but I always found myself blocking myself to these opportunities um, you know but by saying yes it keeps me in that stretch zone where I'm, I'm constantly growing and developing say yes and I think about how to do it later you know um, and that's where I end up growing doing things I wouldn't necessarily normally do or finding myself meeting somebody that I wouldn't necessarily meet, and then there's an opportunity there, you know. And 
uh, touch wood, you know what I mean? Yeah, you know, uh, I keep saying yes and good things keep on happening, but I'm trying to make that part of my personality where I'll say yes, even if I find myself uncomfortable or, you know, a bit, I'm not sure how it's going to look or go, yes, uh, you know, I'll sort, I'll sort out the, the logistics afterwards. And, um, yeah, so far, so good, you know. Uh, I find myself doing new things and, and, and growing because of it, you know. Um, really now what I'm finding myself doing is is developing my teaching style, you know, from having to be, you know, uh, always face-to-face. Now it's online. Do you know what I mean? How do I communicate and, and get the stuff to, to, to people, you know? And then another challenge has been teaching jiu-jitsu to young people on Zoom. That is the most difficult thing. And I was like, no, I don't want to do it. But then I said, yes. It's like, right, cool. Now my, my coaching style has to develop. How can I engage young people at a distance with a contact sport, with no contact, you know? And that's helped me as, as, a, as a coach, as a, a communicator, uh, to develop skills that I didn't necessarily have or to just to tighten things up. And it's only a good thing, you know? And, and so, uh, yeah, I'm always an advocate for saying yes and, Within reason, he can say no to things like, but uh, for the p- purposes of of growth and development, say yes and and sort out afterwards. You know, well, you 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 brought up a poignant point, Nathan, of, of ultimately Zoom, uh, Microsoft Teams, whichever one you want to use uh, for doing sort of things like that from a coaching perspective. If we go back to the obviously the beginnings of you not wanting to get so close like hugging perspective from uh from the early days what kind of mindset did you have to get to obviously progress to get your black belt in in in, in one martial art and obviously a brown belt on the other turn up that's the the first thing and the hardest thing is is, is to turn up you know um turned up and that's the eight eight percent of doing anything is inspired by, by turning up, but not just turning up, not just for the attendance. I had to, to push, you know, um, again, find that, that uncertain territory, you know, and that's why I love martial arts. That's why I love competition because we don't know what's going to happen. And there's always a chance of losing, but we always want to win. Do you know what I mean? And it, and it was uh, just progressing, pushing, pushing, testing myself, you know, and, and, yeah, what can I say? Uh, I love it, you know, and, and that's one of my goals of 2020. Well, pre-lockdown, po- uh, you know, uh, but after after all this, you know, to get my black belt in jiu-jitsu, um, that's what I really want to do. But, uh, yeah, l- like anything, if you you get out what you put in. So showing up and, and, and giving it my all every time, you know, uh, what more to that, you know, it's just, just that's what you've got to do and that's what I do, you know. So, obviously, we fast forward to the present and you're talking about utilising Zoom to engage with young kids or, or teenagers and the youth, for that matter. How difficult is that to keep somebody engaged when you obviously have so many distractions on the periphery? Uh, from that, it was difficult. I mean, and as easier one because I'm used to it, but two because the restrictions are, you know, touch wood, fingers crossed, are easing up as well, so we can do a little bit more with the weather being nice and stuff. But from the, the outset, I was like, how how do I do this, you know? But um, me being me, being professional, I've, I've committed to something. I've got to do it. So I've, you just got to be creative. Work with what you got. You know, there's that old say, old wives tell saying, uh, if life gives you lemons, you make lemonade. That that you know, what I mean, and, th- and that's what we've got to do, and that's what I've done to the best of my ability. And and there's always ways around it. Yeah, okay, you may not be able to do exactly what you want, how you want, but work with what you got. There's things that things we can control, things we can't control, and what we can control we do more of and work our way to a point where we can do other things when we can do them, you know, and I've always taken that mindset 
uh, an approach to life and try to instill that and pass that on to to, to my students and stuff. And I think um, it's it's paying off because they can understand that there are things that we control and there are things that we can't control. So we've got to work with what we can. And, you know, uh, so far people are still turning up and they're still smiling and, you know, that's, that's all I can ask for, you know. Do you think that growth mindset and not wanting to be a victim comes back to, obviously, your earlier life being bullied and ultimately being ta- attacked in the streets? Do you think it's it's you want to harness that energy to be well i'm never going to be put in this position ever again yeah yeah that's you you know that's very important because um growing up i was i did have low confidence and i wasn't able to put myself out there one i didn't feel comfortable and every time that i did i felt like i was getting pushed back and i accepted that you know and and it's it's about saying enough's enough or making a stand and, and just you know what this is what I want to do. I'm going to strive towards my goal and, and being persistent and, and resilient, you know, because there are lots of no's out there. You're going to get a lot of no's and, and it's all about just picking yourself back up and, and, and going through. So whether or not it's, you're not getting the job interview or whether or not somebody's going to pick on you, um, you know, be, uh, just, in the, in the playground or you know the pandemic's not going to allow you to do things how you want to do it you sh- life still goes on do, do, do you know what I mean and um that's why I do martial arts and that's why I like my young people to do martial arts because it's okay if you don't win <laughs> go again try again you know it's it's a game it's a match it does not matter life goes on and it's having that 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 mindset. Okay, cool. I can try again. Cool. I'm not going to accept that. I'm going to do it again. Or I'm, I need to get better. What do I need to work on? Right, so I can do it again. You know, uh, is how one winners are created, but two how boys grow into men. You know, and um, I'm slowly learning that. If somebody told me that when I was a lot younger, you know, <laughs> I'd be a lot further on in life. <laughs> So I'm just trying to do what I can and pass the message on because from my point of view, martial arts is a gift. And once I was given that gift, I turned my life around and I was able to turn, I was able to turn my life around with this gift. And, um, you know, I just want others to be able to make their own choices and go in the directions that they want to go in with what they can control. You know, do you think martial arts gives you, and I'm going to use your words here, Nathan, you know, that controlling uh, an uncontrollable environment. Yes, definitely. Um, Because it's that fight or flight. uh, um, You you get put into a situation and you've got a choice. It's all about making choices, fight or flight, you know, and the more we put ourselves into that, those positions, the easier it is for us to, respond and that's what i tell my young people don't react respond do you know what i mean and um calm calculated decisions and you know martial arts is a safe environment to have that choice to fight or to flight you know well i believe you know i'm advocate for it so i'll always say yeah do this do that because i've benefited so much from it you know um to a point where i can live my life and forgive the people that cause me problems, you know, and not need to seek revenge because I've moved on. You know what I mean? I'm happy, I'm content, and I, I just want to make a difference moving on, you know? So uh, I think, I think, yeah, uh, martial arts puts us into that environment and keeps putting us into that environment. And once we've, we've gro- uh, met our point or learned that lesson, there's always another step to go to you know um because doesn't matter you know there's that there's within martial arts there's always going to be a bigger fish you know whether it's the, they're in your gym or they're in the next gym or you go to that competition or, you know we can always seek a challenge you know um and just like rock paper scissors 
there's there's always something that you don't know or that you've got a weakness or you know and it keeps you honest it keeps you humble and you know uh we're, we're always trying to seek that enlightenment so uh that's why i'm still still training and still learning and still trying to you know um go further along my journey you talked about enlightenment there and i was going i was pondering when not to ask the question do you think there's some life lessons in you know like martial art films of you, the likes of you know the karate kid uh, that's trying to seek out revenge because uh, he's been bullied at school and ultimately there's been sequels after it uh, thereafter do you think sometimes people need to go into martial arts for the right reason as opposed to kind of counterintuitively getting their own back and, and I did martial arts for a little bit when I was younger um, but I wasn't as disciplined as you because I only had a white belt so that shows the, the dedication to the craft but ultimately what you're told from day one irrespective of what whatever martial arts it is is you're not to take this outside the dojo and, and use it in the, in the wider uh, community for sure and funny enough talking about the karate kid i was watching cobra kai on netflix literally earlier this, today you know uh, on my break but um a hundred percent you know i i agree with what you're saying uh the i i look at martial arts as like a superpower you've got to use it for good you can't use it for bad and there are people that use it for bad but the the values that martial art teaches is to use it for good and you use it sparingly you know like bruce lee once said like he had a student he said oh you're, you're talking about all this you're teaching us all these moves but you're talking about peace but he said you'd rather be well let me just make sure i get this right cool you'd rather be a warrior in a garden than a gardener in a war you know and and this is this is how we've we've got to be, you know. We, I, 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 yeah, I go out into the uh, the cage and, and I perform, but it's a performance. It's a sport. It's separate to going out and, and, and attacking people. Now, I'm not a vigilante like Batman to go and, and save people, but I mean, I've got these skills, but I use them in context, and it's just about having the right context. And I think people that misuse it just need to be taught or reminded of their duty within society you know um and to play a good positive part and i just think people that use it for the wrong i just feel they're either misguided or they're out of sync for their purpose that they play you know and it needs people like these martial art films to to reinforce the, the these messages you know and i think it's always a good thing to see it being misrepresented in films because you think wait hang on that's not right they need to be like this and and then you see you know the underdog come out and say the day like yeah that's how you, you know what i mean and and we're taught this from young and you don't have to learn martial arts to respect and understand the values that it teaches and for, ironically the, the more i've got into the combat sports the more I understand the martial arts and want to bring it back to its grassroots, you know, um, because it's not about, it is about being the best and yeah, I just want to smash. Yeah. I'm a fighter. It is about that to a degree. If you want to be the champion, but to be a martial artist, you need to understand it and to feed it back through to, to help people. Cause you, you know, to, to develop, to be good human beings, you know? Um, yeah so the, the more i've become a fighter the more people will look up to me the more i need to show the goodness that there is in martial arts because although i go in and, and and fight and with the purpose of inflicting damage <laughs> that's further from what it actually is if that makes sense you know um because i see it as a competition as opposed to hurting people you know um yeah and using my responsibility where the platform that i have or the the role that i play within society i have to to reiterate the, the these messages at grassroots so people understand the sport and they understand um the art as well as the context of, of each you know 
Is that why the UFC is kind of unique in its take? And this is your your opinion as well, Nathan, in terms of its kind of putting on personas for for the athletes within it, and ultimately trying to have a narrative of its entertainment because it's going back to you know Roman times, the gladiatorial fights. Uh, ultimately, you're not going to the death, but pretty much you're yeah. you're seeking to yeah, yeah. commit as much damage to the other person as possible. A hundred percent. You know, it's a it's a sport, but it's also an entertainment business. So by putting a narrative on it, or by people being able to connect to 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 the to a fighter to believe in them or want them wanting them to win, then people will follow it. You know, um, and yeah, you're right. You know, mixed martial arts, you see its origins in pancration, which was back in the ancient times where it was it was the slaves that were the gladiators that fought to the deaths. But it was the citizens that would take part in these fights for a winner as opposed to, you know, dying, with you know, as such. So, um, yeah, it, you know, it's it's got its roots all the way back to the ancient times and. And uh, no, it's, it's quality, you know. I'm an advocate for it, and and uh, I love it, you know. But it can easily get taken out of context. But like I said in the question before, that's why we, as 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 uh, you know, adults and responsible people, we've got to reiterate these messages and and put context to where you would practice these moves and where you would uh, go to watch these these things, you know. And you talked about obviously while back in the episode about you know vigilante and batman when you are walking up into the ring do you have to kind of have a different persona or are you nathan all irrespective of fight mode or not yeah that's that's a good question i'm there's there are two people yeah uh there's nathan jones who you're speaking to right now i'd like to think it's quite articulate well-spoken good sense of humor devilishly good looking um <laughs> But also there's Mr. Bag and Tag. Mr. Bag and Tag is brash. Mr. Bag and Tag doesn't care. Mr. Bag and Tag wants to win, you know. Um, but also Mr. Bag and Tag is prepared not to come back as such, you know, because I want to leave it all out there in the cage and I want to perform. You know, uh, there are there, there, there's two sides to me. So when I get my hands wrapped, I get my hands wrapped, you know, I start warming up. That's where Mr. Bag and Tag comes out, you know. I'll lock my phone off uh, and, and I won't be disturbed until I finish that fight you know um, there has to be two sides because we've all we've all got lives we've all got worries we've all got stresses families we, we all got a boss do, do, do you know what I mean and taking that baggage that mental baggage into a fight is not it's not um, um, positive you know it's just excess baggage so that gets left left at the wayside and it's just one thought which is I'm going to win I need to win the time is now and I've got a mantra that I, that I repeat to myself when I'm getting my hands wrapped I say uh, it's my time to shine I'm going to give the performance of my life I do this every day bag and tag and I literally just repeat that in my head repeat that in my head repeat that in my head because you get the you know get these uncontrollables, the, the self-doubts of oh, what if they do this or what if they do that or who you're fighting, they're like this, they're like that. And I just bang that all out and I just repeat that to myself, psych myself up. And, you know, I've, I've seen videos where people have recorded me or I'll look at myself in the mirror and it's like, I've got like a glaze over my eyes and I'm just a different person. I'm sure you'll, you'll get something similar when you're about to, you're about to compete and it's all you can think about is winning. Or, or, or performing or, or doing what you need to do you know and and uh, I like having that side that side to me because it's that trigger that kill that kill switch you know um, that next gear that you've only got a certain amount of that in you so you just use it when it, you know what I mean and um, yeah I, I like that I've got that part of me but I like to keep it locked away you know um so when it comes out, he's out, and and he's so starved of like like a cage, and just needs to get free, break free. 
So when he comes out, he's he's hungry, you know, and want, wants to go. And you know, that, yeah, that's if I was to, to personify it and, and put it like articulate that feeling and that that transformation. It's when I get my hands wrapped. There's no turning back, and that's where the fighter comes out and he, and he wants to fight. You know, um, yes, I've got to train, and I train like five, six times a week, and you know, I'm sparring and and I'm doing all this, but. The kill switch isn't there. I, I I need my training partners. I want to train with my training partners. I want them to be able to train so they can do what they need to do, you know. But um, yeah, I'm just that, that Mr. Bagentag. He's there and he's just waiting patiently. He's hungry, you know. So I do want to get out to fight. So as soon as uh, you know, I can get a, a fight with a crowd, you know, uh, I'm going to be out there to fight. Well, let me ask you this, no, Nathan. I, when you actually locked in like that from having your hands wrapped, are you completely oblivious of the crowd? Obviously, we're talking pre-COVID. Were you co- completely that focused, like very much tunnel vision, until you got into the into the cage? Uh, yes and no. Uh, you know, you vibe off the crowd. You know they're there because you've got your family there. You've got your friends there. And you've got people that uh, are their their friends and family, so you, you you vibe off it, you know. And it's it's all it's almost like a, a an accelerate booster, you know. It's like yeah, now's my time to go. And and you, you do a good shot or you do a good move, and you hear the crowd. But it, it's it's literally white noise, you know. I can't identify certain bits and pieces because it, it's like a blur, you know, because um, it's happening so fast. But I fought in March, two days before we went into lockdown, and it was a closed event. Um, you know, it was supposed to be in London, and I sold like 80 tickets, 100 tickets, something like that. So I was expecting a big crowd, and they got like two days before the fight, got relocated to Manchester, closed event. And it was just weird. I had no, I couldn't vibe off the crowd. Even though I could hear my corner perfectly, and it was, you know, the the arena was very c- c- closed and intimate, cozy, but it just wasn't the same. I didn't have that like, I just ah, oh, I, I can't explain it. And you know, only like sports people that perform to crowds would get what I'm saying. You know, it's, it's there was a je ne sais quoi that was was missing and. For me, I felt like I didn't have that switch to to go. Even though Mr. Bagentag was there, I knew people were watching me, but I I, uh, I can't explain. I needed that crowd, that noise to hear, to know that my my close loved ones were were there supporting me, and I was doing it for them. I needed them there, you know. But uh, nonetheless, to be able to perform regardless is is, is amazing feeling. But uh, it's bet it's better when you, you hear that that crowd and that atmosphere because you can vibe off it, you know. Would you put it down to some sort of instant gratification then, in terms of you're getting the the instant feedback for a good punch or or um, obviously put that somebody in duress and put them under 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 the cosh? Do you think that's what was missing from having a well, I've seen it with boxing. It looks weird on the TV with just the 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 corner and the boxes, and you can hear every, everything being said. Yeah, it, I mean, it's a performance, right? We've put all this time and effort to practice, to train, get down the weight, to prepare our nutrition, and all this. All the hot, like, like if you think of it like an iceberg. You know, you only see the tip. That tip is the performance, but that's also like the mo like that, that's the bit you see. So I've done all this background work and then it's, it's my time to shine and it's like, I want people to see me, you know? And yeah, I, a, I really can't explain the difference because I suppose I'd have to do it more than once, but it just didn't feel right when I did it. Um, to the point where, because I was preparing my head of how it would be. I know, I know the feeling of the canvas. I know what it's like to get hit, but also to know what it's like to hear the crowd and, and, and to know, you know, all, all that noise and, and the atmosphere I, I associate with giving it my all, you know? And, and uh, yeah, I just think I need that and I want more of it, you know, but uh, yeah, to, 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 to perform, there's, there's nothing like it, you know, um, 
it's, it's kill or be killed, so to speak, when it comes to combat sports. So, yeah, you've got to put it on the line. Do you think you would thrive in, 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 in to kind of use a NBA kind of uh, approach? To it? You know, they had like screens courtside for fans to actually watch live and, and be able to... I, I think there was fans reactions to play do you think you could do with something like that in in combat sports for you specifically yeah you know what yeah i would be interested even like when britain's got talent they had like the audience there like everybody's skype screens that would be better than than nothing you know um i'd actually like that because even afterwards i've seen social media i've seen my instagram everybody's tagged me in they're at home they're watching and they're tagging me and you know even on my stories I've I've saved it so you can live that experience again you know it's wicked it's wicked to see and I'd be interested to see if it would play play a difference and I'm sure it would because it's having that direct connection with with your audience or having a direct connection with with your your camp you know because even though it's an individual sport it very much is a team effort you know, you've got your coaches, you've got your your, your friends, your family, your, your your students, you've got, you know, and your opponents ones as well. So it's just, I, I don't know, like it, when you know people, somebody's watching you, you work harder. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? So that's that. Uh... But Nathan, let's go, let's go behind the curtain a little bit now. What's it like for your family to watch? It must be very difficult for your mother to watch a son get smashed in the face. Or, ve- oh, or, the, fir- or the very first time. My mum will not watch it at all. She, she, you know, when I, I tell you a story, I first got into, I first had my fight. I said, mama, I've got a fight. She's like, what? What are you doing that for? You stupid. I said, but mum, you told me to, to do martial arts. I told you to do self-defense, not get a fight in a cage. <laughs> Literally, she, she went at me. But uh, like, that's why I, I just carried on. I was like, yeah, whatever. But that once she, she, she saw that I did it, she was so proud of me because that was like my worst fear to, 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 to put myself in a position where I could get hurt. She's like, wow. I don't know what you were thinking, but you've come back home, you've come back safe, you've come back a winner. Well done. Do you know what I mean? So as long as she knows that I've come back safe and un- unharmed, if I would, you know, I said, would you like to see the fight? She'd be like, yeah, go on then. But I'll just show her the good bits. <laughs> like if I lose, then I'll just tell you I lost. Her, don't worry. But as long as I'm, I'm safe, I'm healthy, we're all good. Um, my dad's been to a few of my fights and he, he loves it. Do you know what I mean? Um, and my partner, she's been to, to most of them, pretty much nearly all of them. Um, at first, she she didn't like um, MMA. Well, she wasn't into fighting. And now she's like, you know, one of my biggest fans and she's into it and she can understand what's going on and what needs to be done and, and stuff. So, yeah, it's cool. I mean, everybody's, you know, is interested because it's what I like doing. It's what I want to do. It's what I'm pursuing. You know, and, and people that have been with me from the start, they're, they're still there and, and they're, they're seeing their journey. And other people that have jumped on board, they can live their their, their MMA experience through me. And I, and I like that and, and I appreciate that, you know. Um, but in the main, everybody supports what I do because they can see the benefits it has to me. And, you know, with the stuff that I was saying before about the martial arts and passing on that that gift, what I'm doing to my young people is having I'm using it for good and to give a positive uh, impact on society. So, you know, um, people support that. You know, because there there are a lot of young people out there that could do with a bit of guidance, that could be that could do with a bit of motivation to say, if you want to do something, do it. If somebody tells you no, prove them wrong. They say you can't, you know, it can't be done. Make sure you win. That 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 kind of thing. And, and even if you don't win, <laughs> so do it again. Go back and sort out what you need to do. Then try again. Or, or you know, so uh, there's lots of lessons out there, where good and bad, whether you win or you lose. You know, um, and I'm trying to do what I can, you know, and uh, pass that message on it and and have fun doing so. Do you think, Nathan, that the black community and 
you know, the more deprived areas, because you live in London, we use London as an example. Do you think they should look to, to martial arts more as, as a role model than, say, you know, the likes of footballers? Well, I see it as an alternative. You know, I wouldn't say one's better than the other. I would just say it's a good alternative because we all respond to different things. We all have slightly different situations, different skill sets. And if football is what you want to aspire to, go do that. Cool. But if it's not, or you don't make the cut, or you decide later on in life that it's not what you want to do, well, there are other alternatives. I got involved in martial arts when I was at the age of 23. You know, uh, for example, if you look at football, um, people are already way, if they're going to make it, they're already way into their career because they've been scouted at, at, at uh, teen, in their teens. Do, do you know what I mean? So it's never too late to, to do what you want to do. Try out something. You can always have a backup plan. But what I do say to my young people um, from all communities, if you are going to go through martial arts, have a backup plan. Go do your education first because you need something to fall back on. Do you know what I mean? Like, if I get hurt, I can't work. If I can't work, how am I going to pay the rent? <laughs> do you know what I mean? So do what you need to do at school first. Have op- Keep your options open, you know. So martial arts has a lot of uh, positive uh, lessons to it. You know, especially if you've got low confidence, do martial arts. If, if you've, you know, you, you want to lose weight, do martial arts. Uh, if you want to learn a new skill, do martial art. You know, anything that you want to do, martial arts, I believe, has an answer for it. But if it's not for you or you're not into it, there's something else, I'm sure you'll find what you want where you want to get it, you know. So, uh, yeah, uh, to answer your question, yes, definitely. But also the other side of that coin is it doesn't have to. Martial arts doesn't have to be the answer for you but uh, it can be the answer for other people. I appreciate your honesty. Let's, let's go now into, obviously, your nickname. Who, who gave you the nickname of Bag and Tag? You know what? Yeah, I actually came up with it myself, to be fair. The thing is, right, every fighter or every, every respectable fighter has a fight name. So when I was getting involved in martial arts, I was like, well, I need a fight name. Like, I'm not going to be anybody if I'm going to have a fight name. And me say, doing this yes, saying yes to everything, I didn't know if martial arts was for me. So I was like, look, if I'm going to do it, I want to have the best experience possible, at least have a fight name. So I'm brainstorming all these names. And their names were stupid, to be fair. They're so long ago, I can't actually remember, but I, they're all laughable. And uh, it came to being at a fight show, and I was having a, a, a pre a, a, a warm-up fight just to get me ready for, for the MMA. So I was having a boxing fight to get used to the crowd and, and, and test my skills and stuff. And I was flagging. I was winning, but I was just flagging. Like, I've gone from fifth gear straight down to first gear in the second round. Like, oh. And then I could just hear my, my crowd go, bag and tag, bag and tag. And that was one of the, the options I had was bag and tag. Yeah, yeah, I'm bag and tag. I'm going to bag you and tag you. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> and um, yeah, and that just gave me the spirit because I knew they were calling me. That I just went from first gear back to fifth gear, managed to finish the fight, win the fight. And uh, it was like, well, I've just had 50 people shouting bag and tag. I can't go back now. So um, yeah, I put a mister in front of it to show that I mean business. And from that day on, I was Mr. Bag and Tag. And it's catchy. Do you know what I mean? Um, it, it's, it's within context of having a fight name. There's no other fighter called Mr. Bag and Tag. So that's me. You know who I am. You put it into Google. You're going to find my face. You, you know what I mean? So uh, I've stuck with it and uh, I'm happy with it. You know. Do you remember what some of the la- names that fell by the wayside were then? How was that making it uh, a question? It, yeah, I've kind of like put it in the back of my head and locked it away because like absolutely like ridiculous i think one was like the lumberjack because i was gonna hack you down or you know i mean some some stupidness like i can't honest to god can't can't, some of them are a bit like rude a bit crude um not appropriate you know just stupidness you know but then bag and tag was it was a good one and you know, it started off as a gimmick, but it's it's, it's my name now. And, and even people laugh at it. They'll look at it on paper. Oh, bag and tag. <laughs> but then they'll know who I am and they'll, they'll, they'll remember me or they'll want to search me up and stuff. So, 
yeah, it's it's a name, but it's, it's now part of me, and, and it's all good, man. Why well, it goes to some of the the you know the film names, you know, cross, crossing the line. You you mean you you said yourself you mean business, you know, uh, film, the Punisher or uh, where am I going to go with this? Ultimately, somebody that's going to execute to the letter of well, I'm not going to use gang culture, but in terms of if you're going to do like mafioso, take somebody out literally, yeah, yeah. take them out completely. No, that's it, that's it. And I've got I've got ten submission victories now. Um, so you know I'm, I'm I'm staying true to the name. So uh, Touchwood, we, we we carry on doing so. And you talk about TKO and, and things like that. How close would you go to that in a training situation in either scenario? Um. Oh, I- well, I I can only talk for myself. Do you know what I mean? And I don't try to to knock people out. Um, some people there's there's two schools of thought. Some people will differ, and they're entitled to their opinion. You know, but if you knock your training partner out, your training partner, you don't have them for the next month. So you kind of got to be selective with who and how and why. You know, um, I do train hard coming up closer to a fight because we need that intensity. We need that grit. You know, uh, the risks are real when it comes to this fight. So for you to simulate your training, you need to get as real as it gets, if that makes sense. But if you were to do that three times a week, 12 weeks out from a fight, you're, you're going to burn out. Do you know what I mean? We've got to periodize our training, you know, uh, from an athlete to an athlete. You know what I'm, what I'm talking about, you know. Um, so I, I, I would go harder toward the fight, closer to the fight. but I wouldn't try to inflict damage on my partner. I would just try to win, you know. Um, so there's ways of pinning your partner. You don't have to throw all the shots in. They don't always have to land. You just have to know that would land or or, or, or whatever, you know. Um, our, body, our body's got mileage on it, just like a car, <laughs> you know. So you've got to look after your body and, and your head as well. Um, I've been fortunate to, to have over 20 fights, so far, so good. You know, um, and I've got a few more years left in me. You know, going going at the, the, this intensity. You know, um, but when I when we grapple, we grapple hard. I don't try to snap people's limbs off, but we'll we'll, we'll go as hard as we can. But then you got to have that. It's, a, it's it's just like a dance. It's it's a reciprocal. So I know if I'm gonna yank your arm when your arm goes into a certain position, I'm prepared for you to tap, and you'll know from when you've lost the position to two tap. Do you know what I mean? And the same goes for, for, um, you know, knockouts and stuff. But at the same time, accidents happen. And, you know, literally at pressure points, it's just, it's just like a button. So, you know, it's a contact sport, you know, uh, and it's a cumulative damage. So we all have wear and tear, but our purpose is to train as hard as we can specifically, do you know what I mean? So we'll turn it up closer to the fight, but not too close to the fight, so we can still fight. We're hundred percent healthy. But uh, yeah, I, I can only speak for myself. I don't try to hurt my my my, uh, my teammates. I just try to win. Do you think that's the, the persona coming back into it, Nathan? You you are Nathan in in training up to a certain point, and then once you're in locked in in fight mode. Mr. Bag and Tag takes over and ultimately he wants to commit damage. Yeah, yeah, no, exactly, exactly. I mean, there, there, there's there's different schools of thought and, and I respect everybody's uh, opinions, but I just know that if I'm sparring 100%, you know, three times a week uh, for, for a long period of time, I'm going to burn out. And or if I'm tired, then I'm, my defence isn't going to be where it should be and I'm more likely to get hurt, you know, and I want to be able to fight. So, uh, we'll, you know, we'll train about 80%, 80% intensity as opposed to the, the, the full hundred. But when it comes to contact, when we're doing our conditioning, when we're doing, um, our drills, we'll go hard, but for, you know, to having that sting on, on the end of our, our shots, it's not going to be, you know, with protective equipment as well, it's not, it's not going to be, uh, there's not going to be intent, you know, damaging intent as such. 
You talked about conditioning. Is it very similar to what you would see with with boxers? Ultimately, it's not old school like Rocky, I can imagine. Is it the conditioning very similar to what you'd find in boxing then with medicine both being thrown in your abdomen and all things like that? Yeah, it can be because within mixed martial arts, you do have boxing, but there are other specific um, conditionings that you'd need that boxers don't have. So, for example, you need conditioned legs because people can attack your legs. So you need, you, do you know what I mean? So there's lots of different ways. And the way I look at it, boxing is one element and there's comp- like so many more other ev- elements. So that's why I don't skip as much because I'll be using that time to, to train something else or, or, or whatever, you know, or I wouldn't do as much road work. I'll do other, other types of conditions. Do, do, do you know what I mean? Um, so to answer your question, yes and no. I've got to be a politician with it because there's loads of transfer crossovers and it's great, but, you know, we've got to think about specifics here as well you know um even like the, like the grappling is a different cardio system where where you know it's constant and, and not only are you are you pushing against somebody when you're grappling sorry not only are you holding their weight but you're pushing against them push the resistance is different you know so you're gonna have to be conditioned with that as well aerobically and anaerobically so it's a lot of conditioning when it comes to mixed martial arts and that's one of the beauties of it you know you can never be be fully prepared or well you can be fully prepared but i mean you can never there's always stones to unturn when it comes to the sport you know and that's one of the reasons why i do what i do so you so so if i was to kind of broadly use it then nathan could you do an episode completely on conditioning within martial arts then yes cool fair enough pretty much so yeah, pretty much so. This well, easy, a whole e- series of it. E- easily 20, 30 minutes then on just that topic alone. Not necessarily me. I mean, I'm going to say yes because I say yes to anything. Yeah, that's the yes man. Yes. But I mean, <laughs> not necessarily me. I would have to draw on other people's perspectives, other people's theories. Different people do different things. It depends specifically what you want to do, the rule set you're working towards. Do you know what I mean? Like, there's so many different ways we can break it down. How long you've got to do it for? Um, you've got to train. You, you know what I mean? How many? Uh, like, are you in a tournament? Or are you doing one fight? You know what I mean? Are you cutting weight as well? There's so many different variables to it. Um, so, in short, yes, but I'm not an expert in everything. So uh, I'd have to you know, do some research, get people in, uh, bring arguments to the table. Uh, but then, you know, that's what makes it interesting, right? Absolutely. I think you and I could probably talk for the, 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 what's the, what's the theory going? So let me think, talk the ear off a donkey or talk the, talk the ear <laughs> off a horse. So obviously yeah. with that being said, let me ask you my penultimate question. I like to ask everybody else. If you, had to sit down with any athlete, dead or alive, who would that be and why? You know what? It would be Muhammad Ali. Um, Not for his boxing achievements, ironically, but it would be for his decision uh, to not uh, not fight in the army, uh, sorry, not join the army to fight in the Vietnam War. You know, uh, I just think that, and and he lo- consequently he lost his world title. They they stripped him of his title, you know, uh, and then he had to go fight to get it again to become the champion again. But at the time, the time it was so rife for for um, discrimination uh, in the civil rights movement. Do you, do you know what I mean? So not only was he putting himself on the line um, for his boxing, but he was. He, there was so much discrimination out there that as a black man to, to, to say no publicly was a big thing. And I would like to just pick his brain and just to see where he got that strength. And it was so much strength to put himself out there. And, and you know, you, you look at the, the history of all these prolific people that were getting assassinated at the time, all the discrimination at the time to have that strength, to put him, himself out there in such a, a uh, a turbulent 
time it just speaks volume of his character that i you know the iconicness that he had as well as his wit and his boxing achievements you know i just think he's, he's a legend for it you know hands down and my last question before we wrap up the episode see if i don't make a mistake but i edit this bit out is if you have to summarize what we've been speaking about into one sentence for people to take away what would that be Ooh, that's hard. Now, the reason why that's hard is because we've been speaking for an hour nonstop. Do you know what I mean? Um, for me, well, the message that I wanted to get out there is, is the gift of martial arts. You know, it is a tool that anybody can uh, can find an answer to. Do, do you know what I mean? And you can take it in any direction that you want to go martial arts depend doesn't matter what martial arts it is or how far you want to take it if you want to uh compete if you want to use it for for your own personal um uh enlightenment there's something for it for you uh for for you you know and it would be to to give it a go and to fulfill your potential so once again nathan thanks again for coming on the mindset athlete podcast uh, thank you for having me. That's been great. That's been my pleasure. If you like this episode, please do share it with your friends and do let Nathan and I know what you thought of the episode by tagging us over on Instagram at Mr. Bag and Tag and at the usual at James O. Roberts 11. And again, I'll spell that out for you. That's J A M E S, the letter O R O B E. RTS and the number 11 and again you can do the same on Twitter and Facebook and in addition if you had any follow up questions don't hesitate to shoot them over as well and last but not least and not and finally don't forget to check out Nathan's website www.inthebagptc.com so that's www.inthe B-A-G-P-T-C dot com. And as always, don't forget to check out my free content at fitamputee.co.uk and click on the tab resources. But not forgetting, I've also created a new Facebook group, especially for the podcast, which you can find by typing in The Mindset Athlete. And last but not least, the links will be in the description. You can find all the show notes at mindsetgame.lipson.com under the category general so once again thanks for listening and i'll catch you next week for another episode of the mindset athlete podcast